The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up on our millennial panel, uh, they discuss uh, taking a break after a breakup. Is this a good idea? What about a uh, celibacy period, that a self-imposed celibacy period, plus performance anxiety in young men, and is sexting a modern form of flirting? That's up at 1015, but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. Don't forget, you can also send me your emails to laurie at drlaurie.com. So got this one. I'm a 17-year-old, normal kind of guy, but I don't think I masturbate like normal guys do. I started masturbating when I was around 12, and what I like to do is put things inside my pee hole. I first started doing that when I was 14 as an exploration kind of thing, but now I can't seem to stop this habit. I've put things like pens, pencils, crayons, even small breath mints like Tic Tacs inside. I kind of know that it's not normal, and sometimes when I think about what I'm doing, I really want to stop. Can you tell me if it's normal what I'm doing, like a phase sort of thing, or if I need to see someone like you for some professional help? First of all, um, even though this is pleasurable to you, this could also be very, very dangerous and could eventually uh, cause you uh, harm. I remember there was a, there was one story that I remember of a guy who had inserted a pencil and actually died of septic shock. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, alarm you too much, but you you have to proceed with caution when, when you insert things into body parts that don't belong there. Uh, now, there are there is a uh, a fetish, a, a urethral play fetish. The pee hole is really your urethra is what you're sticking in there. Um, and people who put objects into their urethral, their urethra or bladders generally fall into uh, two distinct categories. Either it's they have specific psychiatric issues or they do it for sexual stimulation. But not all sexual stimulation is safe and this is where it's important to talk about the safety of things and just like for example autoerotic uh, asphyxiation where people masturbate while cutting off the air circulation and uh, plenty of deaths have occurred uh, because of that especially because it's autoerotic there's nobody in the room with you and you could accidentally just cross over onto the other side uh, and, and that has happened to uh, quite a number of people who practice this. So always always have to beware of the dangers of the kinds of things that you do. There are toys that there when we had our BDSM panel on, they did talk about urethral play and there are specific things that can be used that are more safe but nonetheless have to be you have to really know what you're doing. Um and and they have to be sterile. They have to be things that gen- that generally go into a urethra. So uh, like a certain medical in- instrumentation, instruments, for example, uh, that are used in-, in sex play in a safe way. But you cannot put foreign objects there. This is really going to uh, harm you and possibly cause 
serious, serious infection, possibly leading to death. Like, this is not what you want to do. So as a mom, I'm scaring you. Yes, I want to scare you uh, into not doing this. Now, speaking to somebody would be helpful. You, you, What you do need to do is you, you have to train your body to respond to different pleasurable sensations because otherwise you're just getting stuck there. You're creating a habit that, and you're, and it's being reinforced and reinforced and reinforced so that nothing else is going to have an, uh, an effect on you uh, for pleasure. So you're going to have to put a stop to this and start uh, finding pleasure in different ways. If you have a hard time doing this, then yes, seek out some help uh, so that uh, somebody can coach you through that and, and help you and maybe figure out, is there something psychological going on there uh, for you? Um, I'm 30 years old, perfectly normal and healthy guy, good personality, decent looking, but having trouble attracting women. Never had a serious girlfriend, and as a result, my confidence is shattered. I firmly believe in destiny. However, I would like to give it a nudge. Besides the internet and those apps, how can I put myself out there? Well, first of all, you can start by working with a dating coach. Um, you know, we work with one here at franktalks.com. You can reach out to, to Frank Kermit uh, to talk about this. He specializes actually in adult age uh, virgins. That's his, his specialty. But there's something you're doing in the approach that either is coming off, is not coming off well, or is pull, pushing people um, away, uh, or um, you're not getting out there enough. So the reality of today's dating landscape and the scene is really on the apps and on dating sites. This is what people have time for. I mean, obviously, many people like the organic way of, of meeting people. And I think that's what when you talk about destiny. Uh, but if you don't, if you stay in your apartment, there's no destiny that's going to come find you like no one's going to come knocking at your door and hi, I'm destiny for you. It's not going to work. You have to you really do have to put yourself out there. So if you don't want to go the route of the uh, the apps and the dating sites, which I, I strongly believe in, not that everybody is so successful, but plenty, plenty of success is uh, people have there for sure, is getting out there by uh, finding an activity that you like to do, um, getting involved, like if it's uh, if it's a, a running, for example, if you're a jogger, join an, a, a group, like a, an exercise, a, a running group. There are plenty of those in the city. They meet up every weekend or what have you, and they, they go running together, and you can meet some single people there. Getting involved in your community is something else. If you uh, may be getting involved in your church or your synagogue or, or something like that. Uh, so finding what, like being around people and it's not necessarily the people themselves, but maybe they know somebody and say, oh, you're such a nice guy. Hey, I have a, a daughter for you. Or I know this single girl. I'm going to fix you up. And that's how you kind of network around that. And I think that would be uh, really important. 
a uh, t- couple of texts. Uh, this guy really needs you, Dr. Lorraine. I think you're talking about the urethra uh, young man. Uh, another texter writes, this This is called sounding. Ouch. That is the, you're right, that's the uh, the term for that urethral play is called sounding, which we, we've talked about. Uh, another texter writes, volunteering is a great way to meet people, and you're meeting other people who are also very giving of their time. And, you know, find something that interests you and Join a group, even if it's an online group, there's meetup groups. So if you type in meetup.com and then put in like, okay, I love to read uh, mystery novels or I like uh, bowling or I like whatever it is that you like, there are groups that are formed online that arrange outings uh, with that particular interest, whether it be a book club, whether it be uh, a bowling league or, or some other activities. If you're a foodie, if you're so all these things, but you you have to use your imagination and otherwise go see a coach who can coach you through that uh, process. Coming up, taking a break after a breakup. How long should that break be? And is it a good idea to take a vow of celibacy for a period of time after a breakup? What are your thoughts on this at 514-800? A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Is it a good idea to take a break after a breakup or to take a vow of celibacy for a short time? I'm wondering. And here we go with our millennial panel, all singles in the house tonight. And this is the the, the power group, I call them. Uh, we have Christina Rizzo, who is a marketing specialist in the music and entertainment industry. Uh, 32 years old, Leah Langlois-Yub, who's a business manager for Subaru Montreal, who's 27, mm-hmm. Matt Rosniak, who's a professional MMA fighter and co-founder of 360 Punch, Hello. and my coach, one of my coaches, uh, who is 27 years old. All single, folks, all single. So, obviously, you've all been through a breakup, Matt, a recent one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... So Matt tells me at the gym the other day, he says, Lori, I have decided I'm taking a <laughs> six-month celibacy break. Nutty, nothing. Minimum. Six months. Minimum. I want to hear, why is that a good idea and why you felt this is something you needed? Okay, well, um, I keep bringing up the same analogy to people. What would happen if you meditated every day for six months? Like, what's the effect that you think it w- would happen on on your on your mind, on your body, on yourself? You'd probably be somewhat more in control of yourself in some way, shape, or form, whether mentally, whether whatever. You know, you remind me of that the, the episode of uh, Fre- of Seinfeld. Anybody watch Seinfeld? You guys are so young that I don't yeah. even. Know. I, okay. I was a I Friends every fan. Episode. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. No, so, no, so in one, in one episode of Seinfeld. They all decided to take a break from uh, masturbation mm. or they were all single, so they, they didn't have partners, but they decided to take a break from masturbation. And George became this like super productive, like intelligent reading. And it was, I mean, it was obviously a, a bit of a joke, but that's what kind of what you're saying a well, little bit. Th- does it include masturbation, Matthew? No, it does not include oh, okay. masturbation, okay. but it includes a lot of different aspects. So not only sex, but it includes... Uh, flirting with any girls it includes kissing it includes like 
and any any form, any, of, any form of hooking up and it's not that the it's urges fasting. aren't going I'm fasting <laughs> yeah. that's a great way to put it okay. I'm He's um, fasting women yeah. I'm fasting on women um fa- no fasting <laughs> women <laughs> that's something there's a joke in there so um the the main reason being that practicing this type of self control is one going to change how women view me and in my perception sense? so one of the reasons I'm not going to say one like the main reason, but one of the reasons um, that there was a strain on my relationship was um, my perception in terms of how I interacted with women. Okay. One, I own a gem, so it's very hard to avoid to, to avoid women. It's mm-hmm. it's it's impossible, right? And um, at some point, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna become friends with them, but it's. I guess there's a fine line when when it, when it comes to that, and it's not only is it about practicing self-control but it's about changing your own personal personal perception especially after a breakup um i was with my ex for six years Mm -hmm. right and we lived together for for a considerable amount of that time so it's almost as in during my these years were during my young adulthood between 21 and 26 years Mm -hmm. old right going into the latter part of your adulthood when you're fully developed brain um it's like kind of like you need a reset so for you, this is a reset. This is a reset. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. It's like I'm pressing the reset button, and it's a six-month reset. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping. When does it start? I can't is it January 1st? We no, all, it all want to have a it already started. It, it already started. Like so. when? December 1st? Like, call it a week ago. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah, you're doing yeah. great. Oh, no, but like, no, call it actually. Congratulations. Okay, well, whatever. But you know, we're keeping we're keeping tabs on, on him, right? So we see him every day, right, Leia? So at the yeah. gym, so well, we're actually I wanted the You're actually going to know this. I'm glad that you're keeping tabs. I'm glad I have the support. I'm growing my beard out for the entirety of the six no, months so not. the day no. that you see me shaved is the day you're is off the your celibacy is the day you had so I, i'm curious do you women feel like taking a break is a good is a good thing like just taking a break from dating taking a break um well especially after a breakup but what do you think christina i absolutely think space is always a great thing i mean i'm actually in that period as well i haven't gone on a date in a very long time i think how I'm, long i think over the course of 2019, I've been on four dates. Okay. And I haven't been on a date in a couple of months, and I feel great. I actually, for the first time in five years being single, I actually feel at peace with it. And I've really come into my own element, and I'm very grounded, emotionally balanced. Hmm. And I'm finally in a great space, and I, as I was telling Leah uh, just before the show... It's the first Christmas that I'm going to feel completely great being yes. single at being Christmas. Single. All of you. Yes. All of us. We're all going to go out together and celebrate yes. this. Okay. Leah, have you ever taken an like a, a an active break where you yeah, say... Yeah, so I'm- I mean, I've been officially single for... I don't want to annoy anyone who dated me in the last four years, but really for the last four years, I consider myself single. Sorry, guys. But at the end of the day, like this summer, I would say like I moved in like this really cool neighborhood and I was like out and about all the time and I was more active on my social, uh, on my online dating and whatever. And I, I got myself to have more sexual experiences than I would normally have because mm-hmm. I've always been a girlfriend's. Whoa. Like a, a girlfriend. I've never right, been you, like you a, a dating. casual person. Never. Mm-hmm. And I've had like great experiences over the summer. I've had some amazing stories and, and whatnot. Towards the end of the summer, it was more like flings. And that's when I realized I was like, that was August. And I was like, I'm done. Like, it's not for me. Um, I don't want these people in my house, in my comfort zone, in my environment. 
Um, I want to be really self-sufficient all by myself, like my emotions, how I feel about myself. And honestly, like the way Matt said it also is it's his perspective on himself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So he was told for so many years that he was a flirt. He was this, he was that. And he tries to change that mentality on himself right now with the whole six months, mm-hmm. no sex, no making out, no flirting, no whatever. You want to regain that trust in yourself as an individual. So I feel like we're all, ironically, we're all on a journey. All yeah. on our own journey. But, we're all doing pretty good. Right. Uh, well, I commend you, all of you, for sure. But one thing is you're all very outgoing. You are, you're all what I would consider, well, you're all, you're very beautiful people, beautiful Thank young you. people who are also <laughs> very charming. So I'm wondering, Matt, you're a charming guy. Like, Thank you. Aren't you going to be holding back? On who you really are. Exactly. Isn't that so? Is that a good like? I'm not. I don't are know. Are you is going? Why well, are you going to go on every impulse? The the reason why I thank you. I have charm is because <laughs> yes. uh, I I to a certain extent I'll speak impulsively, and it, th- that's why th- there's no think. There's very little thinking involved. It'll just come out. Ah, right. Okay. So it, it's you're acting on an impulse every time you do. Not to say that it'll ever go away because it's, it's part of me. But if you're telling me I can't control that, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's it's proving to yourself that you so can you do it. So you want to just control extent. the yeah, you don't want to be as impulsive Every aspect anymore. Of it. I should be able okay. to. Right. Okay. And it just it as as something as small as speech or as subtle as speech. Mm-hmm. Just speaking about it. Then you know you should be thanking your ex girlfriend. Absolutely. Every day. Right. Because she gave you this opportunity by breaking your heart in a way <laughs> she gave you an opportunity uh, to actually do something different because you get to reset when there's chaos right yeah. like after something a major event yeah. oftentimes that's when people reset they find another path mm. and it's how we learn it's how we learn about ourselves through through these uh, these events these experiences even the sad ones even the the heartbreaking ones it that is part of how we learn about ourselves yeah through conflict there's no other way really no exactly yeah. even though i mean i feel badly for you that you have you know had to to hurt but sometimes you need to hurt to learn like that's just the well, way that's you it. know it's such yeah. as life i yeah somebody said uh, he will not last six months i give him six weeks <gasps> do they know what he looks <laughs> like I don't, I don't, that's a pretty hot looking guy here exactly. I, I don't know if he's gonna last that Thank long you. but we'll see fire well that's up to tonight. me right so that's right it's up to you it doesn't matter what anybody else exactly. says uh, and a couple more texts. When you're over 50, I think six months of your life is way too long. Okay, that That's a good point. He's under 50. Yeah. Uh, let's that. see. Somebody else says, females usually more mature about time between breakups. Most guys need breakup sex. Mm-hmm. We cannot handle rejection. But how long, as long as it takes, at least until you stop thinking about your ex every day. Mm. So that's the advice from another guy. It's a yeah. great advice. Appreciate yeah. that, bro. Thank you. Uh, someone else writes, no, I was oh. in a relationship for four years. Two weeks later, met met someone else, and now we are engaged. Everything happens for a reason, that texter says. Again, people see okay. it differently, right? It, it, it's like, what what are your individual needs? And I think, I think you have reason. Like, you've given yourself an actual... Con- context for this which i think is is important you know uh for learning uh somebody says a vow of celibacy can indeed be a great way to impose a sane discipline that will force a person to find their balance to find themselves and not simply jump from one distraction to another which is very uh, another 
great way of putting it, is it a distraction, right? When you're flitting about and you're having casual relationships, no, definitely. it is a distraction from focusing on uh, on yourself. On his healing, just in general, like his healing, what happened, the process of it, what he expects out of his next relationship. It's definitely the, to avoid those distractions will permit you to really work on that. Well, not only that, but Leah and I were actually talking about this earlier in the week during one of our workouts. Shameless plug. We are <laughs> <laughs> ching um, So I come from an Eastern European background. Both of my parents are Polish. They, they were Polish, Polish. They moved here in the early 30s mm -hmm. and then they had me like a week later mm -hmm. type of thing, right? And um, very um, emotionally unavailable a lot of the time. In a lot of Eastern European countries, it's, it's, it's very much the same. So every time I enter into a new relationship, it's almost as if I have like a health bar, like a limited amount of, of emotion to really invest in people. Mm -hmm. So going from fling to fling, it's like, I can't do this every time. Mm -hmm. Like thinking about it, it's too draining. No, it's I, thinking about it is draining. Right. Right. Imagine doing it now. I'm like, oh my no. God. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes good for you. You're that you're at sense. that point. It's yeah. great. Yeah. That's uh, that male voice, Matt Rosniak, professional MMA fighter, co-founder of 360 Punch. He's 27 years old and uh, newly single Hello. and newly celibate. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and taking a break. So please don't DM him. Uh, <laughs> Too late. Uh, Leah Ayub is here as well. Also single, 27. She's a business manager for Subaru Montreal. And Christina Rizzo, 32, marketing specialist in the music industry and entertainment industry all three very single very beautiful people Thank you. um too so bad sweet. we're not on facebook live so people can actually see but they could go back back i guess a few months back and see your yeah we had you one. were all it was on a there great so, panel. Uh, all i can say is you guys are amazing coming up i want to talk about erectile dysfunction or performance anxiety uh -oh. performance anxiety in young men i'm going to hear from the ladies since you guys have had your share of datings and and yeah. flings and what have you and if this is something that you uh, you have seen and we'll ask Matt if guys talk about this at all. <laughs> all of this uh, coming up after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion CJD 800. The Millennial Panel joins me tonight. Uh, we're talking about anything and everything, and we've been talking about taking a break after a, uh, a relationship breaks up or even taking a vow of celibacy, and everybody agreed it is a good idea. And this texter writes in, I'm also taking a break from guys because the last one love-bombed and became aggressive, which inspired me to take up self-defense. And so you. I've been going to Krav Maga classes. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Yeah, go to a boxing class instead. Yeah, come to our boxing. Yeah. Classes. Or, or go to a jujitsu class instead. Don't go to a crowd <laughs> like you can't. You can't realistically. Although the, it says there are hot guys there, but I enjoy training and fighting with them. I get the testosterone and action without the vulnerability. It's oh. true. There is a certain element of that that when you're in that environment, you can feed off of that without doing anything. You know, Absolutely. without like uh, connecting there. Another text writes, I've been with the same girl for 10 years. It's not working anymore. I don't know how to tell her that I want to move on. I'm 30 years old now. I want to be, be alone for some time. So somebody wants to take a break. Any advice for as women, how would you take it? So he wants to know, how do I break up? I he would, doesn't know I how to say I would give him it. as the best advice just to do it. It's not fair to his partner if he's not fully committed to that person anymore and it's not fair to his own personal growth 
to let it linger. I mean, everything is said. It's not going to be fun. Anytime somebody's asked me about breakups, it doesn't. Somebody always into, gets hurt. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's you got to like tough it out. Like, think about the long term. Think about how you choose your words, what aspect that you bring into the, the conversation and and you move on. You have to go. If it's not meant for you anymore, you cannot stay. Communication is everything. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you like somebody to tell you that after 10 years? How would you like to be told this is not working out? Personally, Christina, a conversation yes. means uh, means everything. I would rather someone be honest with me because that means that you respect me. If you're able to tell me to my face and not, you know, do something behind my back, it means you value our relationship, you respect me, and it'll be easier for the both of us to move on because I'm a very logical person. And then in a situation like that, the emotion and the logic would kind of go in hand to hand. But I would be able to understand why this person is choosing to leave me. And it's part of his journey. Sometimes it's not necessarily what you've done wrong or if you've done anything wrong. It has to do with that person's journey. And I was in that situation. I was with someone for eight years. It didn't work out anymore. We were 28 years old and, you know, I decided to to walk away because I loved him and because I loved myself and I knew that we both had to go on our own journeys. Fast forward five years, now I, I stand here with you guys and I'm so grateful to have met you all and to have gone on my journey. I can't imagine what my life would have been. You know, it would have been great, but it wouldn't have been the journey that I was meant to take mm -hmm. and be right where I am right now. Everything, Even though you're single, and that's fine. And yeah. I accept right. it, and I'm happy, and I'm proud of the woman I've become, and I wish him all the best. I will always have love in my heart for him, and, you know, it just, this is life, and we owe it to one another to be honest and to continue to move on. Yeah. Exactly. Another texter writes, the worst element in a breakup is not having closure. Mm -hmm. I was in yes. a long distance relationship about eight months when all of a sudden communication just stopped. Months of attempts to reconnect was heartbreaking. I never found out what happened to him. Took me over a year to finally uh, move on. So the whole issue of closure too is uh, in this, in your generation, and I know we're straying off what we were going to talk about, but a lot of I hear so much of this ghosting stuff, right? Where people just disappear. They, yeah. you know, it's like everything seems to be okay. We're connecting. It sounds like everything's fine, and then boom, the person never texts again, doesn't answer your phone calls, doesn't, you know, they just simply like are wiped out. It's happened to me as okay. a woman. It's okay. happened. It sucks, but you know what? It's okay. You you start to take it less personal. At first, you're like, is it something I did wrong? And then you start to overanalyze it. Now I look and I say, all right, cool. Next. There's That's there's no real reason to it apart from avoiding the awkwardness of, like, what do you want to do? You know, like, what what are we gonna do? I'm gonna get on a phone and I'm gonna say, hey, I don't wanna I don't wanna see you anymore. I'm gonna call uh, it, like it, a little closure, like you know what? It, it's not really uh, fitting for me. I'm not ready for this. This is not. Yes, yes, yes. But a lot of a lot of people would opt for just not saying anything. I know, that's what people are doing. And then just see ya. But I feel, I feel like it happens with relationships that don't make it to the serious stage. Like so there's the a lot of before serious. Yeah, the ghosting is is like the whole you're online dating, it's a friend of a friend, whatever whatever, you don't really have any commitment to that person. 
You're not going to see them again. You didn't bring them to your family. Like, there's no, you don't know where you work. Like, you're at that point. And then it's just so much easier. Right. Now, I don't know about this situation because it's a long-distance relationship for eight months. Did it start long-distance? If that's the case and you've never actually met in real life, that might not be a real person. Or it might be somebody who was trying to scam you. Or it might be somebody who was married or whatever it is. Like, there's uh, all kinds of things going on there. It's our millennial panel tonight. uh, All single... All uh, 32 and under, Christina Rizzo, Leah Longwa Ayub, and Matt Rosniak in studio. Uh, it's really tough, somebody writes in, especially when they start begging you to tell them what was wrong and Ugh. what they can do to fix it. So that's the worst, especially when you don't, when the, the emotional connection that you have is no longer there necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you still may love a person, but like if, you, if you're not sharing sex and you're not sharing a home, like it's, it's just not the same. So then when it gets to that point of vulnerability, it's like, Oh, it's the worst. It's mm. the worst. It, it's yes, yeah. It's Christina. like vulnerability without the support. It's yeah. like oh, yeah. here's my here's my advice to everyone out there as a woman or, or a man, whoever is listening. Just be honest with the person. You save the person on the other end a lot of mental turmoil or a lot of going back and forth. It's just so much simpler. It's so much easier that way. It, it, it's, it's just so respect exactly right. it's respect i mean if you're not interested that's cool i it, you know we had a we had a nice date we had a nice phone chat but just be honest and i think you know respect goes a long way and but, you don't know what it feels like until it's done to you so I, just be mindful of that i think a lot of the time well I, you have a different mentality than a lot of the people who are ghosting like you I, you would never ghost a person like as a person who has ghosted somebody let me tell you something so like <laughs> half of the reason why you're going to ghost somebody is kind of to like keep your options open as well right if i if i say that okay this was fun and everything but um this isn't for me you know see ya it's it's bringing the closure you're closing but that, that but that's but that's exactly it's so you exactly, don't want you're do you, closing so, the door. you don't want to close the door because you want to keep that person as an option you know what potentially that is? soft ghosting hey no, oh. or breadcrumbing <laughs> That's what we call it now. You're leaving little breadcrumbs so that is that they what stay. they call it now? Yeah, is that what the young people call it? That's what that's the young incredible. People call it. Julia's shaking her head. Oh man, it's Can't really take it anymore. You got your ears. <laughs> I like that. Three women. Uh, our millennial <laughs> panel, love them, love them. Uh, all right, I want to talk a little bit about performance anxiety. It seems to be this uh, modern malaise, right? Um, it, there seems to be an increase in young men's performance anxiety more and more young men and i mean young men like under 30s believe themselves sometimes to have erectile dysfunction when really they are just anxious about their sexual performance they're under enormous social pressure to be great sexual performers uh, but many are mistakenly diagnosing themselves with ed simply after a few failed attempts at sex so Obviously, there's it's leading something is happening here. Maybe porn is leading men to have an expectation that men are supposed to be really great performers, but I'm seeing this more. I just in my own practice, more and more young people under 30 who have this performance anxiety. So, as a guy, Matt, who is uh, 27 years old, you, your friends. It's not something you talk about, is it? Like, do you talk about like that? So here, here's the thing that that I think is different from millennial males to other generations is okay. that we're we're very open, like completely 100% straight. You, the Kinsey scale on a scale of one to ten, how gay are you? I'm like I'm a zero, and so are all of my friends. But we will make gay jokes 
all day Why long. Why would you do that? All day long. It's just, it's just funny. It's, it's, it's not funny. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's in a, it's like, no. It's, it's, it's just, it's anything. It's absolutely okay. anything. It's, it's. What if one it, of them was gay or one of them, you know? Um, I have quite a few gay friends. And you, and you still make, and you still make those jokes. All the time. They okay. make fun of me too. Okay. It's uh, it's just the other way it is. Okay, it's, I think yeah. it's fine. If, if it doesn't, if it doesn't no, offend it is. And, and, and it is. If a, it doesn't offend anybody, not then, at all. Uh, not at all. We 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 do it in terms of inclusion. It's if you're not making fun of a friend, you're not. You guys aren't really friends. Anyways, um, it, that being said, it's just different. It's different. We we talk about that for sure. We do. You do. We you do. Talk about we, we very much do. You speak about That's it honestly. You know what? I, I'm sure not in every detail, but if you would. If we would ask about you it, you really we... think that one of your friends is gonna come up to you and say, "Oh, I went on this Bumble date last night and, and I couldn't get it up." And I couldn't get it up. Yeah, absolutely. This, which has happened quite a few times. Interesting. And that's coming sweet. up. I want to get the female perspective on this. Do have they experienced uh, male partners who have exhibited some kind of either erectile dysfunction or performance anxiety? Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD eight hundred. Our millennial panel tonight discusses all kinds of things. And what what were we talking about before with uh, Christina, Leah, and Matt? Uh, we're talking. Oh yes, we're talking Hosting. about performance. No, performance anxiety. <laughs> Christina, you're not getting away with this. She's like, no, don't ask me that. <laughs> Do I have to? My mother's listening. <laughs> Leah. As a woman, so we got Matt's view. Matt says, yes, guys experience this, but they talk about it amongst themselves. I just want to ask you, is this something that is expected? Like, do you expect that occasionally you won't be able to get an erection? That occasionally you will ex experience this kind of performance anxiety? Matt? Um, This will happen. Okay. so Really? For sure. Absolutely, it will. You can't get he's, be, he's being honest. But no, there, there, there are, are there like times. there are times I could think of twice specifically when really? I was younger. When I'm in a relationship, almost <clears throat> never in mm. like a six year relationship. I I think I can remember maybe once. But maybe I'm once talking about like like the, well, for, day, yeah. no. This is what I'm saying is right. that there's a very high percent, like a high much sorry I should say a much higher percentage of you having some type of erectile dysfunction or performance anxiety during a date with somebody right. that you don't know. The reason why is because everything has been built up. Okay, so not right. only have I now spent uh, at least like three hundred dollars on this date, I've been wanting and dining this girl. I met her on an app. We have no friends in common, so there's no like third thing. I'm like I'm 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 on this thing with a complete stranger basically right and i'm gonna try to <laughs> convince her to have sex with me cool so then we go back and we're, we're at the final stages and it's there's so much to think about and at this point especially at this point in the in in terms of your dating cycle it's all on the guy it's all on the guy hmm. so um especially so you feel pressured there is a pressure no, on that's, you. That, that's where it's coming from right. and it's not necessarily from this uh, it's actually 100 percent from the situation right there's no physical pressure it's all from the pressure that you're putting on yourself the, mm -hmm. the pressure that your friends are going to put you under um pressure from society yeah but i also think right. you shouldn't have put your pants down if you weren't truly into the girl, I get the whole oh pressure thing. But you can be I into God. the person. No, but how? Like it's, to what level? And, Think and, about and it. And this is why men and women will will keep listening to this radio show until the end of time because <laughs> we. Think completely differently about relationships. But hold on, can I like, ask you something? You think that because I, 
it's like I like the girl so much. That's right. That I failed. That's right. That's no. ex- yes. 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 I can't believe you're, no. you guys are so in your head about this. I never in a million years thought that guys would think. Oh yes. that much about it. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yes. It's really interesting. Yes, and it's like because he's right. He's oftentimes right. men aren't used to. Um, self-reflection and aren't used to self-criticism because the ego will take over, especially in the male. Right. It's like wow. it, it's like you're forced w- to see it. And a lot of times, if you're not used to that situation, you're just going to shut off. And I just want to come back to what uh, Matt said. Uh, first of all, erectile dysfunction is, is really... Re- it's not the right word because it's not really a dysfunction. It happens occasionally. So you lose your erection occasionally or you don't get it up occasionally. That's normal part of being a guy. Um but this idea that he said, if you really, really like someone, the pressure is greater. When you I don't care that. about them, I believe that. So I what? Agree. You yeah. know, like you're not you're not overthinking it I when you that. don't care. When you care, when there's potential, then you start to overthink it. So, as women, did you, have you ever experienced partners that you so felt were so anxious? I just I just want to give a shout out, just real quick, to my best friend John. Uh, he messaged me, not getting your penis up on a Bumble date is a waste of wine. So that in itself, he's like, you know, if you can't get it hard after a full date, like you just, you spent the... How many the best friends do you have, by the way? <laughs> Are you upset because oh. there's more than you? Yeah. Okay. But so, honestly, so for me personally, it's never been... Like, that's why I don't comprehend it, to be honest, because it's never been an issue about getting it up or staying hard or whatever. For me, it's an issue of... um coming too fast like mm-hmm. that's what i've experienced with excuse me <laughs> okay but that's also part of anxiety but it's an issue right? it's, well, it's, it's an issue you're a woman you go on a date with this guy that you meet online and then like this whole like thing it's great like you're out you're about you're having drinks he meets your friends like whatever whatever um and then you get home and then it's like it's within dude Did like three perf- minutes okay okay and let me ask you over, one question you have to understand as a woman's perspective matthew like you're naked tell me you look like whatever you like you feel great you look great whatever women are as horny as men if not hornier okay so now i have this stranger in my apartment that i'm butt naked on my bed okay. i look great i feel great whatever life okay. is good i'm like super like into it and then it's done that guy has no buildup to get hard again and to i'm not his girlfriend I'm not his girlfriend. I'm not going to be his girlfriend. There's good chances that it was just a one night thing. So like at the end of the day, it's like this awkward moment of, oh, well, it was nice. Um, I will not call you back and I will not answer your text. And that's so, it. Okay, and it's but you worse. See, listening to you right now, listening yeah. to you, the men who are going out there dating are going to be panicked uh, and, <laughs> and anxious about coming too fast. So it's and m- by being anxious about ejaculating too quickly guess what happens they ejaculate yeah, too quickly it's a self-fulfilling mm. prophecy that's right so, I so think you that are the feeding man, the stereotype and you're feeding thank you the for stereotype. feeding the cycle you're feeding the stereotype thank you for feeding the cycle good job of, good listen, job today dude you cannot get it hard because you don't know the girl and i get guys that just too hard because there's no attachment into making sure that i come and the main point of what the entire conversation okay, that's important right yes. there they don't take the time my ex-boyfriend never came before me in six years mm-hmm. he rammed me everywhere he could for six years my mom keeps asking me why the hell were you with this guy i'm like ma the sex was great and that's the reason I was with him. And at the end of the day, I've never had that again because there's a commitment just like you towards a woman. Like you want to please her. Like you think that's because you like her that you can't get it hard. It's bullshit. It's because you don't have that 
that willpower to really please her. Like it's like a you have no thing. idea what it's like to be a guy. Tell me. You have. So how, much how am I gonna tell to you? How am I gonna tell you? Put your this. put your arm on the table and let me shoot you full of testosterone, and then you're gonna get a glimpse into my so world. So can we agree to the listeners that maybe the main point of our conversation right now is that for both men and women, it's not easy at all to go through when I sense or not as great as they seem to be. And that maybe if we all took the time to get to know someone and at least appreciate them, and there was less pressure that we would all have better sex. Okay. Well, you're putting pressure on me by telling me I can't come quick. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because that, that, that anxiety or that pressure about it causes one to either lose the erection or, uh, to ejaculate quickly until yeah. they until the guy feels safe and comfortable, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like okay, not judged and and what have you. So, but I also get your point, Leia. It's about not caring if they come quickly because they're getting whatever they want. Exactly. They're not really because it's casual. Mm-hmm. They don't really care if you're enjoying it. I and guess they don't get I a don't second know. round. Right. Yeah, and this guy writes, and maybe some guys that go on dates who haven't had sex in a long time and they came quick. That's my experience. Guys who come fast, it's often due to them, not the woman. So it has nothing to do with, with the person necessarily, but maybe it's true. Maybe he hasn't had sex in a long time. Okay, we'll beat it before the date. And then. they say it. <laughs> this is honestly, a rocket I've had, science. No, honestly, I've had like, at least one or two guys I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I haven't had sex in a really long time. Okay, well, that happens. Like, Give the guy a break. Fine. <laughs> you know, fair it enough. Could, it could be like be, go easy, Leia, on them. Like, go no, easy. I'm completely off of You're them like, since Whoa. August. Oh, okay, so. so wait, we go back to the beginning. We've I've come been full celibate. I've be been celibate, celibate exactly. since August. Okay, this one's a newbie. He doesn't know. So we go from all of this to back, back, circle back to celibacy. We just We're, all let's stop all wish sex. luck to Matt, who's on this yes. celibacy you. journey for the next, <laughs> he says, six months or more. Or more. We're taking bets. We're actually taking bets yep. at the gym. It's been a week. <laughs> yep. uh, going you, yes, going strong for now. We'll see. Uh, Christina Rizzo, where can people find you on social media or do you want to be found? You can find me at R-I-Z-Z underscore C. All right, very well. Lea Ayub, you can find her at Subaru. Subaru Montreal. You can also find me on Instagram at Lea Living Life, L E A Living Life, and on Facebook at Lea Langlois Ayub. Wonderful. And Matt Rosniak. 360 Punch at 360 Punch. Go on Google, type in 360 Punch. There you go. Or you can can see him pretty much every morning uh, at the gym, uh, training me, actually. Yes. (laughs) You look great. Join the 9 a.m. club. She does. She looks amazing. stop. (laughs) Just stop. That's it for me. Thank you so much. Always fun to have you on. That's our last last panel of uh, 2019. It's been a blast, Lori. It's been a blast. Thank you. Honestly, I loved every single Happy New Year, everyone. Happy holidays. Next time we'll go live on Facebook. I know we weren't able to do it this time because our our girl Paris was just not available and she's our girl to do that. Love you, Paris. Love you. (laughs) We miss you. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito through my website, drlori.com. You can pick up old podcasts of past shows on there as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.